And a good afternoon to you. I'm Al Cresta. For more than 250 years, Father Jean-Pierre de Cassade's abandonment to divine providence has offered inspiration and spiritual balm for those plagued with doubt, anxiety, and fear. My guest, Father Jeff Kirby, is the author of a recent six-day personal retreat called Be Not Troubled, which is focused in on the abandonment to divine providence. Father Kirby has joined us uh, before on a few occasions, in fact, talking about his book on the Beatitudes, Kingdom of Happiness. Uh, We also uh, took a look at a a book he wrote on facts regarding the Vatican, and uh, it's a pleasure to have you with me again, Father. Thank you. Likewise, Al. It's good to be back on the show. Tell me about uh, the 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 importance of this particular book by Father Jean-Pierre de Cossade. Yeah, Al, yeah, I, I, first of all, thank you for this opportunity to, to talk about this work. Uh, I think all of us who uh, care about the faith, who have loved ones, who perhaps are involved in some aspect of, of ministry, we, we have seen a, a real negligence of the Christian spiritual patrimony. Yeah. And this is what a lot of people to leave the church or to pursue uh, Eastern philosophies or spirituality. Mm-hmm. Buddhism is on the rise. Right. And oftentimes this happens because people say, well, you know, there's nothing in the church. There's, you know, there's no spiritual depth or, or they haven't found things that help them get close to God. And, and of course, in, in part, uh, you know, that's the fault of leadership and that we have really not used well or presented well this beautiful patrimony we have in terms of, of spiritual theology. And so really in response to this move, and, and I'm just shocked when people say things, you know, like, you know, there's nothing here in the church, or nothing of <laughs> yeah. spiritual death. Like, yeah. My goodness, right? It's incredible. And so really responding to that led me to begin to retrieve very spiritual masters and of the various ones that I've been trying to retrieve and use in preaching and teaching and uh, other different uh, ministry uh, ministry work and so on, has been the work of, of Father Jean-Pierre de Cassade. And the reason why he's the one that stands out among the others for now is because he retrieved so many things from our tradition that had been eclipsed. And in many respects, he, he was a trailblazer in this retrieval, retrieval of the notion of a vocation for every Christian, mm-hmm. a retrieval of a universal call to holiness, a retrieval of finding holiness in the midst of even ordinary tasks, a retrieval of the notion of the sacrament of the present moment. So for these and other reasons, I just really wanted to get Father De Cassad out there in an accessible, a chewable way to the average believer. Very good. There's so much there's so much conversation now, and uh, in, in really uh, marketing as well, uh, over the idea of quote, mindfulness, uh, which has its roots in Buddhism. Um, And most people are completely uh, unfamiliar with, as you point out, Father Jean-Pierre de Cassaud's focus on the sacrament of the present moment, which is what mindfulness is trying to achieve. Tell us a little bit about what what the sacrament of the present moment is in this uh, abandonment to divine providence. Yes, yes. So, you know, I I like uh, Pope St. John Paul II, I'll say the best. He said, you know, when, when the where the Buddhist tradition ends, the Carmelite tradition begins. Right, right, yes. It's a <laughs> you good know, quote. In the sense of, you know, the, this mindfulness, the goal is to remove yourself to seek this kind of state of nothing. And that's quite the opposite from the Christian tradition, the Carmelite tradition, the Jesuit tradition of Father de Cassad, 
which the sacrament of the present moment means that there's a visible sign of invisible grace. It means we're not sitting there trying to come to our own knowledge of ourselves or our own awareness of ourselves as if we're some type of separate or distinct entity. But in the Christian tradition, it's very much that we seek a full existential union with God. That we realize that the greatest answers to our questions, the greatest meaning given to our lives, is from this other, this person that has given us life, who has blessed us, who calls us to himself. So the sacrament of the present moment is to say that in every situation, however mundane or however uh, tragic, in every moment, God is seeking communion with us. In the Christian tradition, we see that as the goal of of our desire to draw close to Him. So, uh, as I tell people who say, "Well, I'm really God in the Buddhism or the Eastern spirituality," so I'm, like, yeah, I'm looking for myself. I'm like, "Well, I'll help you. You're not going to find much." Okay? Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, outside of Jesus Christ, you're not going to find much. Right. Um, right. But you turn to Jesus Christ, you can find the depth of who you are. And as St. Paul says, the old person passes away, the new person is brought forth. And, and Descartes does that masterfully. Yeah, I, I agree. This, there is a huge difference between union with an other and just this kind of absorption of the self into some uh, you know, universal consciousness, which you hear about in the East. Uh, the the Christian, and in particular the Catholic uh, concept, and also the practice and experience, is this idea of union uh, with Christ and achieving union with Christ. What does what does um, uh, he mean by uh, abandonment to divine providence? What does does that mean? Just accepting circumstances as they are. Yes, I'm, I'm glad you asked that because in in De Cassad's time. He was definitely responding to a spiritual heresy known as quietism, mm. which mm-hmm. actually is, is kind of the Christian version of, of Buddhism, really. Mm-hmm. And quietism, of course, said, you know, there's nothing you can do, you know, you just basically sit and you're lethargic and, and so on. And, and Descartes vehemently responded against that. And that's where his retrieval of vocation came. He said, look, every one of us is called by God to be holy. Every one of us has been given a part of his kingdom. And every one of us has to fulfill our duties and fulfill our responsibilities with virtue and to the best of our ability. So Descartes was very much a fighter in terms of fulfill your responsibilities, do what is expected. He's not saying, hey, don't do anything and just sit back and, hey, let, let, you know, just let God do it. Like, uh, no, quite the opposite. Uh, he would say, no, like, you must fulfill your duties. But after the duties are fulfilled, you know, and even in the midst of fulfilling them, but when they're done, when we've done our part and we've done the best we can to then say, Lord, however this turns out, or however this might play out, I have done my part. Yes. And there's the abandonment. Lord, however you seek to allow this uh, to play out, however you desire for this uh, to to be realized, uh, I accept. You know, I, I often think, Al, it's kind of like uh, the story of Pope St. Uh, John the 23rd. Um, where, you know, he'd work hard, work hard, and at the end of the night he'd say his prayers. And right before he got to bed, he'd say, it's your church, Lord, I'm going to bed, I'm going to sleep. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know? yes, yes. Yeah, you know? and, and I think that very much encapsulates Bekasad's teachings, which is, you know, work hard, work virtuously, you know. Uh, but in the end, surrender all things to God, because 
we can't control how things play out. Sometimes we do our best and they blow up in our face. Right. Sometimes we do our best and they turn out beautifully. And there's there's the abandonment. Yeah, I, this is, I think, really very good advice, especially for those who are uh, frustrated by uh, the problems that we see within the church institutionally, and they keep beating their head against the wall, uh, wanting change. Um, but at some point, you begin to realize that the blood on the wall is not the walls. It's yours. And you're just going beyond what you've been called to do. You can only do so much, and then you have to, following, uh, again, uh, St. John Twenty Third, recognize that it is Christ's church. Um, yes. Go ahead. Yes. Yeah. Oh, and very much, Alan. And, and I, I think that, you know, in terms of addressing tragedy and scandal, to realize, uh, as we all know, that the, the best means of reform is holiness. Right. And, and it could be the most vulnerable and the most frustrating to our fallen nature. And that doesn't mean we don't speak up. It doesn't mean that we seek change uh, in structures and institutions and policies. But it also means that in the midst of all that, like even there, there's an abandonment. Yep. You know what? This needs to change. I've said this. I've done this. Yep. And now I need to allow grace to be a part of it as well. That's right. Tell us about the structure of the book, because it's a six-day personal retreat, and that's what I, what I find very attractive about it. I mean, this is, man, this is really manageable uh, for people. So uh, I, I think this is the kind of thing that could, again, uh, really help uh, people who are afraid of, you know, uh, being overwhelmed by you reading Interior Castle or something. Um, talk about the way the book is structured. Yeah, so my my first read of De Cassatt, I was a, a, a an undergraduate, uh, underclassman at Franciscan University. Someone recommended to it, and I just remember being so overwhelmed and not sure what he was trying to get right. at and, and what his point was and so on. And, you know, De Cassatt's powerful. He can be repetitive because his work, Abandonment to Divine Providence, was originally a series of talks ah. given to none. Mm-hmm. And so... Basically going through, I thought, how can, and I like your word, Al, uh, manageable. How to make this manageable, accessible. And so it was divided between six days following his six chapters. And I tell people, look, you can either start it on Monday, end it on Saturday, and then conclude with a recommitment to yourself to Christ at Sunday Mass. Or you can take a day a week for six weeks. So, you know, Thursday is your holy hour. You can do it during your holy Mm -hmm. hour. Or you know, um, first Fridays for six months. Or if you're able, and some people cannot, I realize, but if you're able, take it with you to a two- or three-day silent retreat. Sure. So there are so many different ways it can be done, but I wanted it to be accessible because we have such a beautiful, powerful spiritual patrimony, and it has got to get in the trenches, and the people have got to have to realize what their church holds in their treasury. Yeah. So this was one effort to make it manageable. When, how do people know when they've done enough? This is uh, something I hear all the time. St. Paul says, pray without ceasing. So uh, when do I know that I've prayed enough if he says pray without ceasing? How do I avoid, you know, getting confused about, how do I avoid becoming unbalanced? Yes, and I, you know, I, the the metaphysical poets, uh, you know, they tell us that we worship a God who is often pleased, but rarely satisfied. <laughs> and um, <laughs> you know, and um, 
Dekasan actually gives an answer uh, to the question that I like. And, and again, he's a, a trailblazer in many respects because he places that question within the context of one's vocation. So, you know, that all that we are to do and all that we are asked to do in terms of God's kingdom must be done within the prism, the enhancement, and the protection of our vocation. So if a married woman is doing 8 million ministries and neglecting her marriage and family, she's doing too much. If a man is spending too much time in prayer and not being attentive to his children, he's doing too much. If a parish priest is going to 8 million meetings but not praying for his people and offering the sacraments, he's doing too much. Father, thank you so much. And again, it's called Be Not Troubled, a six-day personal retreat with Father Jean-Pierre de Cassade by Father Jeffrey Kirby. And uh, Father, we'll talk again. Thanks. Thank you, Al. Take care. Again, I said, this is very helpful to have it in such a concise manner.